grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. To all the friends and family of Arlene, especially for Diane and your family, for Dan and your family, for Donna and your family. Arlene, a mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, neighbor, friend, and one who gave so much to her church. And if there is anything else you could describe her with, it was contentment. I would give her communion, and she would greet me with a smile. I would ask how she was doing, and she would say, of course, fine. Then I'd ask if I, if, then she would ask if I wanted anything, and she'd also ask me if I wanted a donut, which there are plenty here today. But she is not. Her place on this earth is vacated. And yet Jesus goes ahead and says, let not your hearts be troubled. Are we really troubled by Arlene's absence? We may be relieved at her passing that her death was peaceful and happened during the devotion time with her and her family. We may think that she lived a long life and she is left for the next. But these are not the true comfort. It is Jesus and his word. Because what you see here today is not a part of the original creation. Number two, there is yet more to come for us and for Arlene and all who have gone before us because we are living in it now, not yet. Now let me demonstrate. Arlene did a lot of things for the church. Her obituary is just a sample, but that's not why we are here because they all exist for a greater reason. She was always getting ready for something greater. The candlelight service on Christmas Eve were always important in St. Andrew, and for many years she would take the big tubs, go through and sort through all the candles and make sure they were properly put together, and none of them had bent over the summer. She'd be ready, or the candles would be ready for Christmas Eve. She spent years in the altar guild, though she wouldn't accept the position of being the head of the altar guild, she always made sure that things were ready and prepared. Why? Because there was something greater. That God's people would gather together around a holy communion. And so also today we publicly mourn her death, troubled by her absence. We know that there is something more because of Jesus. We will hear that song, Home, that's true, but not yet. When a Christian dies, they are indeed with Jesus. On one hand, that is true, but not yet. Hear how Paul proclaims the truth for himself in 2 Corinthians 5. Yes, we are of good courage, 
And we would, re- we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. Always our aim to please the Lord, even in our present body. But there's more. For the Christian, we are always with Jesus. Because we live on this earth believing that the Lord, believing the Lord, we know that He is with us right now. And that's what He promised there at the baptismal font. Surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. So that Paul can go on to proclaim, so we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we're away from the Lord, but we walk by faith. You can't see Jesus right now, can you? We can't put our hands on him. And yet, by his word, we know that he is here. And he takes his word and he connects it with physical things like water and bread and wine. There at the baptismal font, he goes ahead and places his name on us just as he did for our leaves. And he claims us as his very own. He connects with bread and wine and gives us his very body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation. That body and blood is the most costly gift that could ever be given. The price paid for our lead and every other sinner here today than it ever has lived and ever will live. Because there it is the Lord's death that we proclaim. And when Jesus says it, it's true. And it is a blessing for everyone who receives it in faith. By faith, we know Jesus is for us and with us now, but not yet. There is more to come. There will come a time when it will be even more true. For today we have Jesus by faith, and after a believer dies, the soul is with Jesus, but that's not all. For what is coming is the resurrection. The resurrection of the body. For all who have ever died before the Lord returns will be raised from the dead. So that when we confess in the creed, I believe in the resurrection of the dead, I believe in the resurrection of the body. So that what Paul proclaims in 1 Thessalonians is true for us. We do, not want to be, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who have fallen asleep or grieve like others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by the word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of a trumpet, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord 
forever. And then he says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Because we live in a now, not yet. Meeting the Lord in the air? That's not it either. Because it's coming. The new heavens and the new earth. And you're going to see it come down from heaven and be on the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus, Jesus even spoke this way in John, as you heard, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And that great place is that new heavens and that new earth. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that you may be where I am also. Jesus does not abandon us to this present life. He doesn't abandon us in our death. But he stays with us through baptism, through our life, through our death, and to the resurrection. Jesus' words are more importantly are spoken for you. He has spoken those words to his then disciples and now I repeat them for you. John 2 speaks of this greater in, John, in Revelation 21 that I spoke about earlier. Then I saw the new heaven and the new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven as a bride prepared and adorned for her husband. And I heard in a loud voice from the throne, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And he will be with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. The new heavens, the new earth, a real place with real trees, with real land, with skies and lakes, and a bowling team? Don't know. But not only to see Jesus in the flesh, with skin on, but we will see him with our skin on. That's what we have to look forward. That is not yet. And so we take comfort and confess, I believe in the resurrection of the body. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.